Hello and welcome back to Booked Out. I'm your host Amy. I'm Rhiannon. I'm Emily. A bit slow on the uptake. Really. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sorry that I'm up uploading our intro to Instagram. <gasps> hey, guess what? If you want to see us on Instagram. It was just a brilliant segue. I had to. Yeah. yeah. I am Plug. Amy, in case you don't recognize my voice yet. I am at of books and cats underscore on Instagram. And Rhi is. I am at bookish underscore Rhi. Wait, I have one. Yes, now. you do. It's so I great. am at Puppies and Paperback. It's so cute. I love yes. that name. It is currently empty, but give me time. Give me time. Give you time. Yeah, I've only got two online so far because it's new. And on Goodreads, we're booked out as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. The name, so we'll the put thing. our reviews and everything <laughs> up on there. And if you want to see what we're currently reading outside of the show, go there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And on Instagram too. Yes. As well. Yeah. Because we're on social media now. Exactly. Just everywhere. Everywhere. You'll never everywhere. escape us. <laughs> like um, a plague. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but anyway, today we're going to have two book reviews. Oh, my God. I can't talk. Two book reviews for you. I'm doing The Last Wish by Andrzej Sapowski. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. It's Polish. And M is doing The Shadow of the Fox by Julie Kagawa. I mean, I say it's M, but Ree's probably gonna, because they've both read it. I'll jump in Look, too, but I have, the preparation I have three it, pages. So. I will just sit here and blab for the entire show if I can. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. we're going to go to a song and we'll have some recent book news for you after the break. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Welcome back to the city lights I hear he still writes about July So I stand in my spa with the rosé And a heart drowning in self-pity Loathing you for your art And I can't say that I feel bad I sleep pretty great at night Thank you for asking
Welcome back to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM. I'm sorry, I had a mind blank there. Um, we've got some recent book news for you for, from Re. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to open this up on Trello because I... I am not prepared. I am never prepared. Uh, <laughs> you prepare? No. <laughs> Alrighty, so first up we have... I only have like two bits of news for you guys today. First up is the... Uh, there's another adaptation that has been announced. Uh, it's of The Ruin of Kings. Uh, and this book is by Jen Lyons. And I have been hearing about this book from Fiera Ford, if you guys follow her on uh instagram or youtube she is very much so a picky uh fantasy fan so i'm just like if she likes something it's got to be good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this chick good. got me into nevernight uh, so nice i'm following her recommendations uh, <laughs> okay so this book uh is let's look at this uh so it follows the story of uh, let's say kieran it it looks very weird, but it looks like a Kieran. Okay. <laughs> a young thief who discovers he may be the son of a prince and involved in a complex prophecy where he is more valuable alive than dead. Uh, so this book has been... Let's have a look at this. Um, so the deal was brokered by Richie Kern on behalf of Sam Morgan of Foundry Literary Plus Media. And Linda Lichter, Lichter, of LGNA. So, so is it being made into TV or a movie? Uh, it's being made into. Let's have a look here. Uh, fantasy television series. Nice. Ooh, I like when they do TV. They get to flesh it out so much more. I know. Yeah. And the fact that it's a fantasy written by a female author. Mm, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And along with that, um, so Jay Kristoff has blessed me, uh, has blessed me with new snippets of Dark Dawn, which are on his Instagram, Mr. Kristoff. So if you have not looked at it, uh, go have a look. Uh, well, obviously read uh, Nevernight and God's Grave, God's Grave first, if you haven't already. But if you are a fan of Jay Kristoff and you're not following his his Instagram or his Twitter on Mr. Kristoff. Go do it now. Uh, his tweets are amazing. Uh, <laughs> and he always talks about his works in progress and everything like that on those. So, yeah. I mean, Reed's a big fan of Jay Kristoff. If anyone oh, who's really? ever listened to this show ever <laughs> before will know. Oh, no, totally not. Hey. Had not picked <laughs> up on that. But the, um, the day that he said that he released the snippet, we have a group chat on, on Facebook Messenger and no. <laughs> Ree was just going off like, yeah. Like, it was the really excitement funny. I was, was crying was when I was messaging you guys. Really? Crying. Actual tears. Actual tears. Wow. Oh, bless. And squealing. I was, I was completely gone. Uh, <laughs> totally did not pick up on the excitement. <laughs> but it then so funny. Jay Christoph also tweeted about seven hours ago that uh, in a reply to one of his followers going, I was wondering how Mia and Mr. Kindly are doing. And Jay Kristoff replied with, in the scene I'm currently editing, not so great. Oh my God, I actually love that. <laughs> He's just like, you're not going to know what's happening, but you're all going to want to so badly. Yeah. 
best way to get fans, like, your oh, audience yeah. engaged. Now, like, I don't even know these characters, and I'm like, wait, what's happened? Yeah. What, oh no. What happened to me or Mr. Kindly? Who <laughs> are they? Me. What Tell happened? <laughs> oh, get ready. Uh, <laughs> oh my okay, God. so that's the book news done. And we now have a book review from M. Take it away. So I am reviewing Shadow of the Fox by Julie Kagawa. Buckle up. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm there are, myself in. There are spoilers in this just because I'm not very good at editing Okay, start out. off with a uh, out of five star rating. Okay. And like a brief like read it or not. Like out out of five stars, I would give it three point five. Mm. Um it Julie Kagawa has a formula that she follows. And it very much fits into that formula. There's the two love interests. The, uh, the like one's broody, one's like comedic relief. Um, it's good if you are a fan of Japanese law. Then I would highly recommend it. Um, however, I don't feel that it is as strong as some of her other works. That's yeah. is that just my opinion. Any spoilers coming up now? Yes. Okay. From well, here on in, well, if spoilers. You, if you do not want spoilers, come back in say ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, two seconds. I gave it four stars actually. So. Ooh. Yeah. Another okay. opinion. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now spoilers. Spoilers. Come <laughs> back. Spoilers. Come back in ten minutes. <laughs> okay. So the book opens with Suki, who is a servant girl who's been sent to work in the capital. Um. So basically, the the world is divided into different clans and the Sun Clan is like the royal family. Um, so Suki, she gets sent to work for Lady Saotome, Saotome who um, has quite an awful reputation. She's um, kind of known for like her handmaidens don't last very long. Um, she's also the emperor's favorite concubine, which means she's protected. You can't touch her. Um, so she's also a blood mage, which means that she uses blood magic. Um, which is very, very forbidden. Uh, yes, <laughs> highly, highly forbidden. But obviously yeah. she doesn't broadcast that fact. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, she needs to make quite a large sacrifice in order to summon demon, these particular demons, um, which involves her killing Suki. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, you very quickly lose lose the first character that you meet. Um, we then jump to Yumeko, who is the main character. She's a kitsune, which for anyone who doesn't know, is basically um, a fox spirit, like a magic fox spirit, but she's only half kitsune. Um, and yeah. she's been raised in the Silent Winds temple by the monks there. Um, so she's <laughs> basically... Kitsune, they're known for being like the trickster spirits. Um, so the monks are kind of always telling her, you know, don't give in to the Kitsune. You have to like keep your human, the human side of you in which, control. Which personally I was just like, uh, no. Like, be a trickster <laughs> all you want. Get that chaotic neutral goodness in you. Like, <laughs> God forbid you're yeah. mischievous. But you- then as soon as like this settles in and has a nice little storyline it gets completely upturned yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so they paint the picture of like her quite peaceful life with these monks um and then one day she like runs off to the forest and when she comes back the temple is being attacked by demons so she goes inside and finds her master and he's basically like okay listen up there's 
<laughs> there's this legend and it's the legend of the great kami dragon um so a kami is like it's a type of spirit so the great kami dragon is this massive dragon that every thousand years can be summoned by a specific prayer and it grants a wish so that thousand year mark is coming up so everyone wants to find these scrolls and and summon this dragon and get their wish um so uh yumiko is given one piece of the scroll which has been guarded by the monks and is basically told to go and find this other monk at this other temple to find another temple to give it to them to protect um so she watches all of the monks die and her temple is destroyed um and then she runs into Kage Tatsumi, who is part of the Kage or the Shadow Clan. And enter Mr. Broody. Yeah. Um, if if yeah. you've seen, if you've read any you, of Julie Kagawa's works, yep. you will know this character. This yeah. is this is Ash. This is <laughs> this, this is, is Riley. <laughs> this is. Uh, this is Sir Broods a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he is broody in all the broody glo- glory. Like, but he it can't is be emotional because he's possessed by a demon. Oh, no, no, no. And he's like, not possessed. No, no. He carries yeah. a sword oh, which contains the soul of a demon. And so he's constantly in this battle. Because he feels any kind of emotion, the demon latches onto that and is like, okay. Now I'm in control. Yeah. Mr. Broody. <laughs> Mr. But, 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 but Broody is an emotion. <laughs> well. Of. Yes. Yes. He's Mr. Ice Cold. Um, ha, so, ha, ha, I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Talking about Tatsumi or Ash. Uh, <laughs> they are the same person. Yeah. Okay. Unpopular Keep opinion. Going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll, so, we'll probably rush this on a little bit because I yeah. want to talk. Okay. So... <laughs> So she meets him and he's been sent to get the piece of the scroll to take back to the leader of his clan. At any cost. At, literally at any cost. Like They're just like, you can do whatever it takes to get this scroll. And he's, like, he's the demon slayer. That is what he's known for. He's brutal. So he'll do it. And so he meets Yumiko and she's like, oh, you know, I know like I, I have to get to this temple and they've got the piece of the scroll and and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, cool, 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 cool. So you know the way? Yeah, cool, let's go. Um, so they, they pair up together. And along the way, they meet a, a ronin, which is basically like a disgraced samurai called Okami. Okame. Um, which is the comedic relief character. Enter Hello, Puck. <laughs> Enter Puck and Jackal. <laughs> and yeah. everyone else ever. <laughs> Well, not Garrett. Uh, no, well, Talon no. changed a little bit with Talon. Having... Talon had like two, two brooders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the three of them um, start traveling towards the capital city and they have many misadventures. Um, it's very episodic. It is. It is. Yeah. It's very kind of like this happens and then. This happens, but it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's like an anime in a way. I was yeah. about to say yeah. that. Very much. Very much. Um, so then they meet this character who we actually originally met with Suki in the Imperial Palace, um, who is Tayo Daisuke. And he is 
part of the royal family. So he's one of the Sun clan. Um, he usually lives in the capital, but he has a hobby of putting on an Oni mask, which is like a demon mask, and going by the name Oni no Mikoto. And basically, he stands on bridges and waits for people who he thinks is worthy and then challenges them to a duel to the death. So he sees Tatsumi and is like, you're worthy. We have to fight now. You can either walk away in disgrace or you can battle to the death. And then he finds out that this is Kage Tatsumi, which is the great demon slayer. And he's like, okay, this is 100% on. Yeah. Then they unfortunately get attacked by a giant centipede, which kind of derails the fight. And after that... (laughs) Amy is just like, what? Yeah, I've never so read this. So. It, was, it was actually sent by Lady Satomi to basically kill them and get the bit of the scroll. Um, but after that, Yumiko is kind of like, okay, we're going to have to put a hold on this whole battle thing. Like, I really need to get to the capital. This is kind of important. So Daisuke joins them and they carry on. So they finally reach the capital and they find the temple where um, the monk who's meant to know the location of the steel feather temple um, and then he's not there and Surprise, so they, f- they find out that Lady Satomi actually summoned him to the imperial palace a little while ago and he just never came back and so they're kind of like okay well we got to go and find her and ask her what is up so they um, come up with this plan to disguise Yumiko as like a fortune teller and sneak her into this party that's going on. It works. It does. They get her in and she tells, um, she uses her her magic to trick the emperor into thinking that she can tell his fortune. Um, and then they, sorry, they, they basically, they find the lady Satome and they're like, we have to find this guy. And she takes them to where she's keeping him and they are attacked by demons. Um, so the three boys stay behind to fight them while Yumeko and one of the temple maids go on ahead and they find they find him. Um, and then as they're coming back, they find out that Tatsumi has lost his battle with the demon and the demon has actually taken him. over him. Oh, no. So like, <laughs> totally wasn't foreseeable. <laughs> so Sir Brood's a lot is now Sir Demon's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, then, so but then, demons a lot. Come on. Then we have, in my opinion, one of the greatest scenes that Julie Kago has ever penned. Yeah. So the epilogue, we see Lady Satame. She is she's talking to her master about the dragon scrolls, and he's basically like, "Oh, I hope you're not going to betray me." And she's like, "No, no, I won't." And they like cut off their connection. However, they're talking, and she's just like, "Fool, definitely going to betray you." And then this guy just comes and kills her. Like, she is just dead as a doornail. And then that's the end of the book. And it's just that moment of, oh, my God, she's actually dead. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. But, like, thoughts. What are your thoughts? Because we haven't even talked about this. I know. Okay. <laughs> you spent <laughs> so long talking about the synopsis. Now we I'm sorry. Talk. I'm Let's sorry. Talk. Let's talk. Okay, honestly, I I liked it. I liked the way that she incorporated the law and created this whole world. And she um, uses Japanese language throughout, which I really liked. Um, yeah. Although, if you do read it for the first time, the glossary is at the back of the book, not the yes. front. Yep. Definitely use that if you're not familiar with the terms. Yeah, um, I was not. <laughs> so, 
Honestly, I didn't find the characters as engaging as I have some others. I don't know if it's because they're predictable, but... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I don't know. There was was nothing about Yumiko that made me be like, like, I really want her to to succeed. So, like, at one point, Tatsumi is told once he has the piece of the scroll, he has to kill her. And part of me is like, I hope he does it because that would be more interesting than her surviving. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> like, and I we know, know it's not going to happen, but like hopes and dreams. Come just, on, Julie. The dynamic is so good. Can it be like kind of lovers to enemies trope? I want that so bad. Well, like, and then the other two. Okame and, and, and then he just kills her out of revenge. Like, I'm cool with that. Just yeah. For once, don't, don't let that be the pairing. Yeah. But it's like a full-on forbidden love trope. It, it is. is like the most intense forbidden love trope that uh, Julie Cagle has done so far. And I yep. think, I think it's going to be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I would recommend the book, especially if you're a fan of Japanese lore and that kind of thing. But for me, it isn't her best work. Yeah. So the sequel is coming out this year. It's called The Soul of the Sword. And I'm hoping that we get a bit more about Okame in that book. But yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd recommend it. Give it a go. Why not? Yeah, I I actually it's second in my series thing at the moment. Interesting, just because Julie Cagler decided to subvert that trope a little bit and actually separate the two main characters. Yeah, but yeah. I know the later books. If she goes in the way that I know she's going to be going, she did separate Megan and Ash though. Yeah, and Zeke and Allison. Oh yeah. And but actually, like, all of her characters, she does this. Oh, true. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but at the same time, like, this one is for, like, actual reason reasons. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Whereas with, like, Ash and Megan. It's not like a parting of the ways. It's like this character could actually be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I gave it 3.5. Re gave it 4. Yeah. And Amy wants us to go to a song break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's taken a while. It's all good. Anyway. What have we got next? We've got next, we have, because it is um, Black History Month in America right now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We've got our five favorite characters of color next up. So we'll go to a song, come back for that. You're listening to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM. Tune FM, getting you where you need to go.
Welcome back to Booked Out. Um, and I now... Oh, sorry. No. Now we're going to talk about five favorite characters of color. Yes. Who wants to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. Uh, well, my definite favorite character of color is Jesper from the Six of Crows duology. He is our tall, lanky, gunslinging, beautiful human being. Uh, <laughs> uh, he... He's also LGBT, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's gay or bi, but he canonically uh, like is interested in a guy in a thing. Yes. Which is so good. I love it. It's <laughs> Jesper's adorable, and he. Uh, so in the books, he's a Zemeni, uh, which is which Lee Bardugo heavily. Uh, took inspiration from like African tribes and stuff like that in uh, facial features and uh, tendencies, human tendencies, human behavior. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesper's my favorite, definite favorite. But I also, but I wish I had more. <laughs> but the thing is, I need to start reading more widely and mm. actively seeking out black characters. And like reading their descriptions better because I have this really bad problem of just like whitewashing. One thing because I, I want to see myself in all of these characters. I, yeah. I noticed there's quite a few books where like the main character, like or ones that I've read, the main character's race is never stated and you don't get enough of a visual description to actually be able yeah. to place them. Yeah. And, and then you either go default white or yeah. default what you are and yeah. wear a white. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Like and I, whenever I'm reading something, like say, even something someone's written online, like a blog post or just a post on like Instagram, Tumblr, whatever. If I don't know, I automatically just think it's a young adult female. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what I am. Yeah. So I always think it's a girl until otherwise. Oh, I and always it's... think it's like a 25 year old male. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Every single time. It depends if it's everyone. obvious. If yeah. it's yeah. like you yeah. think that's a guy or like that's a teenage guy or something. If teenage guy is very easy to pick out but like otherwise it's kind of you just you just kind of put yourself there yeah exactly yeah. and i wonder if i've actually read a whole heap more black characters but i've just never seen them as black because yeah. i haven't like focused so much on their appearance yeah mm. uh, because i usually don't i focus on their character like their personality yeah instead of yeah. what they look like it's like um like you know hermione from harry potter yeah her, she's never it says like you know brown frizzy hair and yeah. brown eyes but it's never said like her skin color so often it was just and and jk rowling's what a middle-aged white woman from england mm. so yeah. you kind of just thought a white girl yeah but then more in the last few years or so people have been like oh i always thought hermione was black or 
I always like, oh, this is really cool, like to have Hermione as black. And yeah. It's like, well, sure. I mean, it's never said. Yeah. It's yeah, like whatever. Exactly. Do what you want. It's a book character. It doesn't unless it's explicitly stated, like, and you think of it as something out different from someone else thinks it. Mm. Okay. It's like, up for interpretation. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because, like, it. Uh, acknowledging that I've been ignorant, mm. I think mm-hmm. is better than going. I've only got one character because yeah. that's all I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, exactly. like, like, fair enough. I like to have characters that look like me, but I need to read characters that don't look like me as well. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. completely ignoring the issue is being part of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but yeah. Your favorite characters of color. One of my favorites is Adeline Yenmar. Um, she's from Chinese Cinderella. Yeah. And the, I love this book. Yeah. So it's based on her life. Um, and obviously she's a she's a Chinese character. Um, so I, I spent time in China growing up. And so, like, I've always kind of had a fascination with the culture. And her, um, I mean, like, it's based on her life. But her portrayal of, of that environment is really, really good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I noticed that a lot of the characters of color that, I came up with were Asian. There wasn't a whole lot of like. I had like the opposite problem. I was trying to find an Asian character and I couldn't think of any. I can. Yeah. I will just. Give I mean, you all of my books. <laughs> okay. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> I mean, I am interested in like Asian, especially Japanese culture, because that's what I'm studying. So. Fox. <laughs> I was gonna read it. I was going to, but then I no, I was busy and I never got around to it. Yeah. Fair. Fair. But yeah, um, my favorite characters of color are Daja Kasubo and Brian Moss from The Circle of Magic by Tamora Pierce. It's like the Circle of Magic series. Oh, yeah. So Daja is like black, I guess. Like basically African-American, you could say. But like mm-hmm. black because, you know, fantasy realm. Also, there's a lot of world building in that in Tamora Pierce books. So there's like a country based off you know, Asian countries, like like Japan and that, there's a country mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. off, country based off all different countries. Yeah. Um, and then there's Briar, who, it's never said, only that he has golden brown skin and black hair and gray, gray, green eyes. So it's like, yeah. It doesn't say exactly, but, um, yeah, Daja's got black skin and, like, braided hair. Mm-hmm. So you think, like, you know, cornrows or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and... Basically, Frank, Piper, Leo, and Hazel from The Heroes of Olympus by Rick Riordan. Because there's seven main characters in that series. Four are POC, people of color. So it's like, you did good. Um, But yeah, Frank is Chinese. Well, Frank's Canadian, but Chinese heritage. Mm -hmm. Um, Piper is Native American. Leo is Hispanic slash Latino. Um, and Hazel is African-American from, like, the 40s, though, so, or something. Diversity. Yeah, and then apparently his newer books have even more diversity with, like, sexuality and gender identity and all that, but I haven't read them yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, yet, um, but yeah, in the Circle of Magic series, the, the, there's, like, the four kids, Dasha and Briar, two of them, and they live in a little cottage, right, and they're looked after by these two ladies who are in a relationship a polyamorous relationship <gasps> or oh, noise yes i think lark i'm not sure if she's lesbian or bi 
but um, Rose Thorne is explicitly stated to be bisexual and polyamorous because she has like a dedicated relationship with Locke and she's got a thing going on with this other guy on the side and they're all okay with it. So it's like, and I I read those growing up. Yeah. And I didn't really realize. I was just like, okay, cool. (laughs) But it makes a lot of sense. Fair enough. But yeah. Anyone else we forgot to mention? No. Okay, we'll go to another song and we'll be back after the break. And I have a book review for you, The Last Wish by Andres Sapowski. I think I'm getting it more right now. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Welcome back. You're listening to Booked Out on 106.9 Tune FM. Um, and I have a book review for you. The Last Wish by Andre... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Andre Sapkowski. I'm sorry. I still, I still can't... Every time I look at it, I'm like, wait. <laughs> Is it sadistic of me that I'm so happy whenever you have to say that? <laughs> seeing you struggle is hilarious. I've had to say this. <laughs> So this week, times. last week, I don't. I yeah, don't, just this week and last. And week. then multiple times each show, and I'm like, so I what can't. did you have to say? <laughs> What's what was the author's name? Sorry, I missed it. 
I almost fell for that. <laughs> that was great. They that just high fived each that other. Was that was great. I feel mocked. But anyway, ignoring those two fools. <laughs> um, and it's excuse the- you. <laughs> Leave me alone. I. <laughs> Honestly, I came out to have a good time and I'm feeling so attacked right now. Let's get back to Andre Swizowski. <laughs> See? You fell for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the first book in the Witcher series, which you may be familiar with from the video games. But it's been like a book series from the 80s or 90s or something, I think. Mm-hmm. But yes, it has a 4.21 stars on Goodreads. And I'll read you the brief synopsis. Geralt of Rivia is a witcher, a cunning sorcerer, a merciless assassin, and a cold-blooded killer. His sole purpose to destroy the monsters that plague the world. But not everything monstrous-looking is evil, and not everything fair is good, and in every fairy tale there is a grain of salt. So, basically, it's a set of short stories. Well, there's one story, and then it breaks it up, because it'll say something, and then it'll break it, have a short story to explain what they said. Like, he has a nickname, the Butcher of Blaviken. And then they say that, finish the chapter, and then it goes on to a short story that explains why he's called that. So it works. Mm-hmm. It works. It's not just, like, short stories. But anyway. So, yeah. There's a lot of, like, fairy tales, but think the original Gr- Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Yep. And then think of them a bit different. Even grimmer. Yes. <laughs> more grim. Uh. <laughs> but, like, as someone who grew up with the more, like, original ones rather than the Disney-fied ones, I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. This is so much more accurate. Hello but childhood. it's still different. Sorry? Hello, childhood. Yeah. Come, come on. People that don't know the real Little Mermaid story are missing out. They are missing yeah. The out. Disney one is terrible, but I'll uh, talk about that. Okay, no, we're not getting into okay, that. Okay, it's Move not on. terrible, but it's, it's not as good. A topic for another time. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yes. And the thing about Geralt is he's very, like, I'm here to do my job, but then actually he does care. I'll, I'll bring you up some, where did I put it? Some really funny stuff. Um, the book's like, it's not funny, but there's some moments that just kind of make you breathe out, you, uh, blow air out of your nose, nose a bit harder. <laughs> um, relatable. Relatable. Ha- ha- I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Hashtag relatable. <laughs> but it's very, it's a lot more like realistic. Like, okay, there's this part. The Witcher solemnly promised himself that nothing would surprise him anymore. At last, greetings, Witcher. Stregobor, Garrett was surprised. <laughs> Lovely. I know. I dig it. I know. And this one part is pretty funny. So right when he graduated from witcher school, he had this notion that he was going to save people and be the knight in shining armor. Basically, he saves this man and his young daughter from being like, well, her from being raped and being attacked by these thugs. And he had this thing that he would, she would say, like, he, okay, sorry. (laughs) The quote is, I wanted the girl, sobbing with gratitude, to kiss her saviour on the hands and her father to thank me on her knees. 
In reality, her father fled with his attackers, and the girl, drenched in the bald man's blood, threw up, became hysterical, and fainted in fear when I approached her. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... it's oh <laughs> It's Me. quite. <laughs> That's so relatable. <laughs> yeah, but then that is lovely. Yeah, but like, so it's not humorous. But every now and then, there's it's like moments. There's the moments. Like, so this guy's this sorcerer, this wizard, is saying this uh, prophecy thing, and Geralt says, "Nonsense," said the Witcher. And what's more, it doesn't rhyme. All decent predictions rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this part. But I'll hear you out without interrupting with spiteful comments that I can't promise. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, he kills people. And yeah, like, but he, he only kills people that deserve it, though. Kind of like he. I mean, he's pretty like he doesn't hesitate, but yeah. also like he kills like the people that attack him or, you know. But yeah, um, but it's, it's very it's if you don't like fantasy, maybe try reading this. Because it's it's a lot more realistic and grounded than I would say other fantasy is. Oh, okay. So yeah, but don't read it if you're like twelve or something. <laughs> but yeah, only Ma- twelve. If you're <laughs> eleven, it's fine. Is it mature age? Well, I'd say it's mature age, but you know, like older teenagers, like you know what I what I read when yeah. I was like like I was watching Game of Thrones and I was. 16 17 or something like you know just don't read it if you're like younger so don't be like oh give this book as a present to my co- younger cousins or something D- don't don't this do is not that. a bedtime yeah. story is for it? your six-year-old no <laughs> so but yeah does but, it have explicit scenes or like oh what, yes. what is your justification um there's for, a lot of violence yeah but it's not like violence for the sake of violence there's a reason for it and it's it's not like his entrails like burst. No, it's, it's it's a bit more classy than that. It's more like she was covered in blood and then threw up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are like, you know, here's a guy with needs. Yeah, there's sex scenes basically, yeah. but they're not like, <laughs> like you like try to tiptoe around it. You like he's a male. He has needs and wants and yeah, but, no, but it's a more like her mantle fell to the floor, she's naked, she climbed it's on top explicit. of him. It's not like he entered her or sucked her. Uh, wow, it's not okay. like that. Okay, <laughs> it's not that. Moving quickly away from Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> yeah, back into The Witcher. <laughs> but yeah, so there are sex scenes, but it's not that explicit. Like it's like yeah. what you would expect to read as an adult, but not. Like, it's not porn, essentially. Because some books, it's like you're reading it and having fun, and then you're like, oh, whoa, this wasn't advertised on the cover. <laughs> I mean, this is not, like, on yeah. the back, you know? Yeah, it's all okay, good. Okay, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> stop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she, she can't breathe. Amy, um, look at me. Look at me. Don't look at M. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, you should read it. It's really good. And I'm going to read the rest of the series yeah. when I get around to it. Oh. What star rating did you give it again? A four. Nice. Yeah, four stars. It's good, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. And understand that. Yeah. Uh, anything that you thought was wrong with it? Um. Okay, because it's been translated from Polish, occasionally you kind of think, that's an odd word choice, but not. it's not that noticeable. Mm. Not really. It's not like it doesn't disrupt the flow. Nah. 
nah. But anyway, we'll go to a song and we'll come back with five black authors we want to read. You're listening to Booked Out on 106.9 Shin FM. Welcome back to Booked Out on 106.9 Chin FM. And we've got, because it's Black History Month in America right now, we've got five black authors that we want to read. Take it away, Ree. Take it away, me. Ree. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you. (laughs) Uh, So my first one, my one is Claire Kahn. Mainly because of her, like, her actual novels. Uh, One, her, her main one that I've heard of a lot is Let's Talk About Love. And it's following an asexual character. I'm pretty nice. sure. Nice. Uh, and it's just, I've heard about her so much from Problems of a Book, uh, problems of a book Nerd, uh, YouTuber, everything like that. Uh, and, but like, I'll just tell you, like, this little thing. Uh, so, 
the synopsis for this book is Alice had her whole summer planned. Non-stop all-you-can-eat buffets while marathoning her favourite TV shows, best friends totally included, with the smallest dash of adulting. The only only thing missing from her perfect plan, her girlfriend, who ended things with... uh, uh, The only thing missing is her girlfriend, who ended things when Alice confessed she's asexual. Alice is done with dating. Uh, but then Alice meets Takumi and she can't stop thinking about him or the rom-com grade romance she feels she did not ask for. Uh, and then they just adventure the rest of the like summer and like hang out together and be cute. Uh, and I really want to read it. <laughs> and her other book that's going to come out soon, I can't remember what it's called. I haven't brought it up, which was an idiot move by me. I think but- it was... If it makes you happy. Yeah. Or something. It looked good too. Yeah. And I think that one also follows a um a, a body positive character. So mm. like she's she looks chunky on the front cover. Uh and also with Let's Talk About Love, this girl is black black. Like blessed with a really lovely cover. Of just this girl like enjoying herself and feeling she looks herself. so happy. Exactly. Her hair looks amazing. Like you know when it does that like halo shape. Yeah, mm. it's like exquisite. Yeah, and the chick that's on the other cover of Chloe Fang is just yes, yes, yes. Uh, she's been blessed with good book covers, and also she's writing like diverse people, and I'm just I'm just so excited for it. I just want to read her. Yeah, yeah, they look good. Yeah, and what are the ones you have? So I have two: William Edwards Burkhard Du Bois, um, also known as W. E. B. Du Bois. So he, um, he is a much earlier author. He was born in the eighteen hundreds, um, and he wrote a lot of nonfiction, a lot of articles. He has three autobiographies. Um, he won the Spingard Medal and the Lenin Peace Prize. Um, but he has this novel called Dark Princess, a romance. And it follows the story of Matthew Towns, who is a black male studying to be an obstetrician. Um, but because he's black, he is basically told that he can't complete his studies because he would have to um, practice on white women. And so he kind of just like is kicked out mm. um so then he goes to germany and meets this indian princess and she kind of like teaches him how important people of color are um the second one is tony morrison and it was actually her 88th birthday yesterday um so happy birthday yes. she won the pulitzer prize and the american book award for her novel beloved um it was 25 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. And Ooh, that's yeah. good. So this is the Goodreads synopsis. Staring unflinchingly into the abyss of slavery, this spellbinding novel transforms history into a story as powerful as Exodus and as intimate as a lullaby. Thief was born a slave and escaped to Ohio, but 18 years later she's still not free. She has too many memories of Sweet Home, the beautiful farm where so many hideous things happened. Her new home is haunted by the ghost of her baby, who died nameless and whose tombstone is engraved with a single word, Beloved. 
So I am super keen to read this novel. Sounds like Ow. sad and like oh, but like a good <laughs> yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, like, like well written and kind of like Alice Walker, who is one of yours. Yes, um, because we're short on time, I'm just gonna tell you. But I've yeah. basically been recommended read these people: Alice Walker and J. California Cooper. Um, they've won lots of awards and stuff. Mm. So check them out if you want. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Alice Walker is the author of The Color Purple, which mm. is one of the very good, uh, one of the very popular um, books for uh, that, for black history and that mm. sort of thing. So, Highly recommend. Yeah. yeah. And now we've got some new releases coming yes. out for you. Okay. So both of these come out today, February 19th. Uh, so the first one is The Afterward by E.K. Johnston. Uh, and this one is about an apprentice knight and a, thief and a thief who inadvertently become heroes and don't know how to cope with the fallout. Uh, also, they're both girls and is super queer. Nice. <laughs> so, a nice little wrap up there. And then the second one is The Care and Feeding of Ravenously Hungry Girls by Anissa Gray, also out today. Uh, and the synopsis, the butler family seems perfect until the oldest daughter and substitute matriarch Althea and her husband are arrested for embezzlement. Uh, the novel follows the family in the uh, aftermath of the trial, as well as coming together in a time of intense turmoil. That sounds interesting. Mm, yeah. Especially that first one. Yeah, yeah, the first one. I'm like, I'm sorry. Fantasy? I'm just like, <laughs> fantasy and female female romance. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. Any other new releases? Was uh, that it? Before the. Uh, no, not really. Anything you you're excited for, M? No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> very put on the spot right then. <laughs> any okay. last words? No, any, <laughs> any last words? <laughs> um, for the show. Um. <laughs> How are you guys doing with your book challenges? Have you found books? I haven't found a book yet. Shame. What was your challenge again? I forgot. Uh, mine was read a book in a place that. I was oh yeah in. I gave you yeah. that yeah you gave it that <laughs> and I nice. forgot you've completed your challenge now yeah. yes nicely done and you am I am thirty eight percent through mine nice yeah very and accurate. what did you decide to read I decided to read Surrender Nun by Elizabeth Moon which yep. is a historical fantasy and I'm Ooh. very excited to finish it and review it Ooh. nice. Ooh. And what challenge did you have again? I had to select an author with the same initials as me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. You, have you, I, obviously you've started yet. Yeah. <laughs> Are you enjoying it? I, I love it. Um, when that's I first read, read about it, I was kind of like, ah, it sounds okay. And I am beyond into it. Yeah. So you enjoy your book challenge book. I enjoyed my book challenge book. Reads yet to do hers. So yep. if you're kind of in a slump of what to read, Google book challenges. There's heaps of different mm -hmm. ones there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, if you want to be involved in the show at all, uh, go on Facebook, tune exclamation point, exclamation mark, FM, because we put posts up there, yeah. and you can comment on them and stuff. Yeah. Or on Instagrams that we said at the beginning of the show. And at uh, So, reminder of those, I'm at bookish underscore re, tuna fence is at tuna fem, Amy. Of books and cats underscore M. At puppies and paperbacks. There we go. Yes. So yeah. thank and you. Oh, sorry. And also, if you 
tuned in like late or you've missed any episodes, uh, go online to, well, you can go to Spotify uh, or you can go to Podbean and you can listen to our podcast there. Yes. 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 Uh, so we won't be on next week because no. it is Lifesaver Day next week and we're doing all the stuff for Tune and societies that we're a part of and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be very... It will be Busy dead. bees. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> and then, the week after that, it's just after the Mardi Gras, isn't it? Yes. So we're doing a LGBT-focused one yeah, thing. Yeah, that also has our... Uh, book talk for the gilded wolves by rishani chokshi yes which is our book club book of the month so if you were following along with that or if you wanted to book club book of the month we'll be talking about that not next week but the week after yeah but anyway thank you for tuning in (laughs) i didn't even mean to do that thank you for (laughs) joining us on booked out and we'll see you next week for more bookish content you're listening to 106.9 tune fm